This episode of Enough is brought to you by the brand new Squarespace. Squarespace gives you absolutely everything you need to create an amazing, powerful website, blog, or portfolio. So what have Squarespace done for the brand new version? Well, they've redesigned everything. The back end looks completely brand new. You have even more control to drag and drop elements of your website uh, with their powerful system called Layout Engine, in which you just select a portion of your website, say, I want to put a contact form in here, I want to put some HTML in here, I want to put a blog in here. It's as simple as just dragging and dropping the elements you want and putting them where you need. You want to change the colors of your background? Well, just click the little paintbrush icon, and then you have the power to change the styling, the fonts with their powerful built-in Google Fonts library. You have the ability to change your fonts, the colors, the backgrounds, you can put your own logo in there. You can put your own header in there, everything. And they go into the beautiful, fantastic, responsive web design enabled templates. Squarespace have got a whole host of new templates for blogs, uh, portfolios. They have some that are built around uh, for commerce, for shopping sites. They are fantastically brand new, beautiful lovely designs um, that you're able to get your hands on at Squarespace now. Um, they've done some really, really great work, seriously, with some of the stuff, and, and especially when looking at them on the iPhone with the responsive design, they've done a really, really great job. MikeHurley.net, um, if you want to go and take a look at one of the responsive design templates, I have one of those enabled on my own blog. If you sign up for one of their annual plans, not only do you get money off, uh, you get discounts if you sign up annually rather than paying monthly, you also get a free custom domain name which is integrated automatically for you without any hassle at all. You can find out more and sign up for a two-week free trial, no credit card required, at squarespace.com forward slash 70 decibels. And when you sign up, Use the offer code to uh, sorry. Use the offer code seventy decibel seven. That's seven zero D E C I B E L S seven at checkout, and you will get ten percent off. Michael, how are you today? I am very well, Patrick. How are you? Suffering a little bit of a headache. You can. You sound uh, muted. Yeah, I, I understand. It's hot there. It is. It's it's finally reached summer again, and we've got. 29 degrees across the board this week. Um, that is very hot for us in the UK. Yes. And yeah. also, it's it's also very, very hot when you're in a small room with a lot of electrical equipment. Oh, it gets a lot hotter. I bet. We it's, better talk fast. It's hot here, too. And it's hot everywhere. As, I, as I've said before, I usually record this up on the third floor of my house, which, you know, heat, ri excuse me, heat rises, so it's the warmest room. I feel like um, every show on the network at the moment, we're all just talking about how hot we are. <laughs> Yeah, well, <laughs> yeah, that's because there's this little thing uh, happening around the world, uh, uh, but that no one really wants to talk about seriously. But that's okay. Somebody um, has to um, heat. Yeah, it, it's 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 uh, it's pretty bad here. It's in the upper 80s today, um, which is uh, at least uh, lower uh, than it was yesterday. It was 95 uh, with a heat index of 103. Nice. Heat index being uh, how it actually the, feels. How it actually yeah. feels based on humidity and temperature and such. Yeah, dew point, that sort of thing. Ah, but enough about weather. Because, uh, I mean, by the way, speaking about weather, hmm. is it just me or has weather like become like the new to do list app? Like, like for a while, like every single app that like, like, that came out was a to-do list app. Like everyone's yeah. making a to-do list app. But now it seems like everybody has a weather app. Do you use any weather apps? 
No. Neither do I. I, I just use what's built in on the iPhone. I use the yeah. notification center. That's what I use. Exactly. Because what, what, what more do I need? Yeah, I know that some people really geek out over that stuff and more power to them, but I don't really, no. especially in this country, all I need to do is just see what the picture looks like. You know? <laughs> you know. I don't need to know anything more than that. <laughs> yeah, well, and and uh, for me, the only time I might possibly need a weather app, and I don't use an app for this, is when I want to get the hourly breakdown. And when I want to get the hourly breakdown, like, say, over 18 hours, right? Right. Which I can just open up Safari and Google uh, hourly weather with my zip code 18 hours. And the first hit is usually, like, Weather Underground or Weather.com or somebody else who gives me that information. So I get the hourly breakdown over 18 hours. I don't need a whole app for that. Um, and the reason why I need that is so I, I lately, because it's been so hot here, I've been planning when to go on my runs based upon the, you know, the yeah, time yeah. and temperature. Exactly. Right? That's important. <laughs> That's very important. Uh, so let's talk talk about email a little bit because there's been okay. a lot of talk about email on the interwebs uh, the past uh, – Week or so. Yep, for one big specific reason, really. Um, and that would be Google's acquisition of the Sparrow team. Yes. Um, Sparrow is a popular client, mainly focused around Gmail, but does support other services on the Mac and on the iPhone. Um, mm-hmm. The team have been uh, acquired, as the uh, term <laughs> goes, um, by, by Google, and they are stopping development of the popular client. Yeah. And yeah, there's been a lot, lot of, of a lot of discussion about. A lot of geeks about upset about that. I'm one of them. I am an upset person. Mm. I'm pleased. You, you I'm, count yourself amongst the the upset. Yeah, I'm very pleased for those people. Uh, you know, great. Good luck to them. Um, and I understand, as many have said, it's a difficult market, and you know, they maybe they they needed to sell, but it's an app that I really really enjoy, um, and it's no longer going to be developed. So I'm upset about that. Mm. Yeah. Well, I guess here's my take on it because it seems like, you know, I haven't even been on. I can't even imagine what Twitter is like over this. <laughs> oh, Twitter went Twitter went crazy when it when it was announced. It was basically all that was spoken about for about five hours. Oh my gosh! Because it that came out me nuts. Because <laughs> the, the story kind of got drip fed. You see, at first it was like, oh, we're we've been acquired. And then everyone was like, oh, no, they've been acquired. I hope they continue development. And then an email came out to users a little while later and said, no, we're going to we're only going to do like support and critical bugs. We're not going to give any more features. So that kind of the, the story unfolded a little bit. So mm. the Internet was following along. Yeah, yeah, it's it's reasons like that. And, you know, like the. The tragic uh, Dark Knight uh, massacre, for I, I don't know what else to call it, uh, in Aurora, Colorado, and, and major events like this that, uh, uh, like, you open up your, your Twitter stream and, like, it's all you see, right? Yeah, it was pretty much. And, the, and, the Dark Knight thing took up a lot of time, as it should have done, I think, really. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's an important news story or whatnot, but a lot, of, so much of it is just 
like regurgitation of the same things over and over and over and over and over again. You know, yeah. not actual like one thing that's new or one thing that's a new look at it or one thing that's a link to something else that 50 other people haven't already linked to and that sort of thing. And eh, Oh, well. Um, so the, I guess here's my take on Sparrow. And I have, have had the benefit of not – and you know, not really looking at Twitter for the past couple of weeks or engaging, but I have been reading my RSS feed, and it seems like every other link in my RSS feed amongst the, you know, the kind of the technorati um, is about Sparrow, specifically in some cases, but in other cases as an example of the struggles of independent app development and what happens when these things that we love get bought by these big mega techno behemoth conglomerates and you know what the what the ramifications are of like you know uh, these companies basically buying the talent versus buying the product mm-hmm. and like having no plans for the product, but just wanting the talent, if that makes sense. Um, and <clears throat> while all of that is very interesting and compelling discussion, I think it hides a bigger fact. And that bigger fact is that email is something that you know just the big black marker version drawn version of it you can basically draw every single email client ever seen with a big black marker there's no there's no change there's no innovation there and there hasn't been since it was invented at least not on the client side one could argue on the server side yeah the difference between pop and imap okay you know that that was innovation. That was a big innovation, in fact, right? Um, because uh, and and conceptually, it was uh, the difference between POP and IMAP is different because POP uh, worked uh, more um, on the assumption that people had one PC and that that PC was stationary. Um, IMAP uh, was designed around the idea that people have multiple machines and want Mm -hmm. to be able to synchronize their actions through a server um, to all of those machines. Um, So huge, huge innovation right there. Great, terrific. The client has not changed. And And Sparrow might have been pretty, but really, if you were to like draw it with a big black marker, it would look identical to every single other email client, including Apple's mail. Yes, yeah, so I understand. Like, the wireframe um, it has remained the same. Like even on yeah. iOS, they all look similar. Yeah. But it's, you know, they're all still a list on the left-hand side of all <laughs> of your accounts and folders. Um, yeah. And then the email in the, you know, on the right-hand side, a list and yeah. sometimes a preview. Yeah, yeah it's and sometimes that preview is on, on the right, sometimes that preview is on the bottom. But yeah, yeah, pretty much, yeah. The basic wireframe, the same. And if you go back to, I don't know, Claris Mail, you know, uh, you know AOL's Mail. Um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, any email client since the dawn of email 
you could pretty much draw it like that. Mm -hmm. It would look pretty much the same. Do you think that that's just because of the technology? Like there isn't like what more, what more can you do to make mm. email look different? Like what what do you do? Well, Michael, I'm glad you asked because <laughs> I have some deep thought in this area and have Excellent. been deeply thinking about it. I don't know for years. <laughs> Where do I even start? Um, <clears throat> all right, first of all, when I when I launch my email client. Why am I presented with an inbox? Why am I presented with any list of messages? Right? Because there's no, there's no rule that says that has to be the way. Like that I open up my, my email client and boom, there's a, you know, there's an inbox. Sorry, I live on a major thoroughfare, so you're going to hear sirens from time to time. Maybe they're going to rescue email. I would only hope. <laughs> Resuscitation. <laughs> yes, to resuscitate, bring it back from the dead. Um, uh, in my opinion, by immediately presenting one with a list of things to be read as opposed to things to be done, e email automatically puts you into the driver's seat of reaction as opposed to action, right? And think about other programs, like when you launch TextEdit, what's the first thing you're prevented, presented with? Well, but before they changed it so that now you're presented with everything else that you've ever written and forgotten to close. <laughs> it used to just be a big blank box. A big box. A big a big blank box ready for you to start to, to take action, to do something. Right? When you launch, uh, um, you know, Microsoft Word, when you launch Numbers, when you launch Pages, when you want launch... Uh, you know, your, your favorite, uh, yeah, I don't know. Uh, when you launch iMovie, when you launch, you know, all of it launches ready for you to, okay, what do you want to do? Let's take some action. Could it not be argued though, that, um, most of the time when somebody is opening email, that they're actually going in to respond rather than compose and therefore it is presenting with, with the correct option. Uh, that is my challenge to you. Some some people that may be the case, but not always. But not always, and not at all times. So then, why present that as the only option ever in every single email client that's ever been produced? <laughs> why why make that assumption? You know, why not instead? I don't know. Uh, one of the you know one of the things I've always liked about you know, say pages or numbers or whatever, is that, uh, you know, unless you set your preference the other way, when you first open it, it asks you, what kind of document would you like to create? It gives you some choices and you can choose. You can choose for some, from some predefined templates or whatnot. But I'm not saying that email should be the same way and that you should choose from some templates or whatever. You know, what I am saying is that why not bring up 
I don't know, a blank slate that says, what do you want to do? Do you want to compose a new email? Do you want to look at your inbox? Do you want to search past messages in your archive? Do you want to... You get what I'm saying? And I guess the good thing about having a system like that is you're then not sucked into the inbox if all you want to do is compose a message. Bingo. Yeah. Or Steve Jobs would say, boom. Boom. <laughs> boom. <laughs> That's exactly it, right? Is that um, I, I was listening to a recent episode of uh, or that uh, the, the, the Merlin Mann's uh, – the workflows with Merlin Mann on, uh, on David uh, Sparky's uh, Mac Power Users uh, podcast, mm-hmm. right? And one of the things he talked about uh, towards the end was that very idea. I was like, yes, yes, someone finally said it. And he said he set up a custom view in, in Gmail where the first thing he sees is nothing. Like, you know, or like when he launches Gmail, he, he doesn't see the messages in his inbox and that he specifically has like some key command or something. But basically the idea was the same, right? Was that why do you want to be hit with all of this stuff that you don't need to pay attention to when you're going in to do the one thing that you need to pay attention to? Mm-hmm. Right? Like in my ideal world, and it's kind of hard to talk about this and, and describe the picture in my mind, but I would open up uh, my email client and I would have a window with a, with a series of choices and questions, right? You know, would you like to compose an email? Would you like to, you know, to check your, your new incoming messages? You know, would you would you like to, you know, check your you know already existing uh, messages in your inbox, right? And then it doesn't download new stuff; it just shows me that it, the existing stuff, right? Or you know, would you like to search your archives? And when I click on one of those questions or buttons or whatever it is, that the window flips around and shows me just that. So when I say. I want to compose an email, it flips around and I just have a compose window. When I say I want to check new messages, it flips around and just shows me unread messages. Does that make sense? Am Mm -hmm. I painting that picture? Yeah, no, I get it. Clearly. And basically creating a highly focused experience based on what I want to do with my email, not based on someone's idea of this is the way a mail client should work that came up with that, I don't know, 20 years ago, and it hasn't changed. Um, so I, th- so there, there's one way. Another way, let's talk about the Compose window a bit. How do you write a letter, Michael? What's, when you want to write a letter to somebody, you want to write a letter to me, what do you do? Um... Start with like dear dear Patrick. Mm-hmm. Dear Patrick, and then da 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 da. You know, compose. Basically, you write the body first. Then, you take it, and you fold it, and you put it in an envelope, and you flip that envelope over, and then you write the address. Right. Mm-hmm. Why? 
why is it that the address is provided before or, or is asked for before the body in, in almost in every email client that you've ever ever seen? Why is that? I don't know. Someone decided it. Someone decided it twenty years ago. Why? We don't know. Does it matter? Yes. It matters a great deal. Why? Because that's not the way that I want to compose an email <laughs> any more than that's the way I would want to compose a letter. I don't address the envelope and then decide what I'm going to write. You know, and in the same way, I believe the same is true of subject. The subject should come after. Subject should be last, right? And the reason that subject should be last is because the subject, what I'm going to say is the subject of that message can't be said accurately until I compose it. That's just my take on it. So let's rearrange the compose window. Give me the message first, message body first, then give me the the recipient and CCs and BCCs, and then let me fill in the subject. Mm -hmm. And don't let me fill it in until I've filled in the subject. And don't let me fill in the subject until I've filled in the recipient. And don't let me <laughs> fill in the recipient until I've composed the message. I want it to be highly focused. Highly focused. When that, when that pain flips around and I say I want to compose an email and that pain flips around, I want it to look like text edit. I want it to be a blank space where I can then just type, 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 type. And then I get to the end and, you know, there's some next button. I go next and there is where I fill in the recipient and the subject in that order. Why, why do, you know, why, I guess all I'm saying is, Putting a pretty face like Sparrow did on top of something that is pretty much the same as everything else, not innovation, <laughs> you know, <laughs> especially when you basically design it to look like Twitter for Mac, i.e. Tweety, mm. <clears throat> you know, so you're not even really innovating with, with even the look and feel. You, you're You're kind of you know, running off of someone else's already innovative look and feel. It just worked for me, man. It's just my apple choice. You know, I'm sure it worked for many other people. And, and guess what? Email works for lots of people in exactly the way that it has worked. And guess what? If it were to change and if I were to come out with my ideal email client that worked just like I described... I'm sure there are many people who go, this is just crazy. Matter of fact, I'm, I'm betting that would be the majority. But I bet you for some people, it would really work for them. Just a bet. Hmm. Like it. Musings. <laughs> you know me. I've got something to say about, uh, you know, uh, about, uh, 
a lot of this stuff because I, I, I sit around and I think about this stuff. I think about it a lot. I think about it every time I go to open up Apple Mail and I go to compose a new message or I open it up and there's an inbox of read and unread and some replied to and others not and all of this other stuff messages. And it's like I, I don't want to do that. I want, just want to go in and send a quick message to somebody. Uh, and and lately I've taken to composing that email other places. Um, if if like I just just want to focus on sending an email to somebody, the last place I'll I'll do that is within Apple Mail or any other email client. <laughs> I actually do it in an uh, online program called Typewriter that I I like and I do a lot of my writing in. So those who sign up for my are signed up for my newsletter, by the way. Every single one of those is composed in typewriter. Because I'm 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 going to write to this nebulous bunch of people and the last thing I want to think about is the subject or anything like that. I just want to write. And then I want to send it. Right. Cool. So um just real quickly, Michael. Yep. What are you going to do now? The Sparrow is gone. Um, or, I mean, it's not really gone. You can continue using it. Yeah, and I mean, I will continue using it for the time being, but obviously I think it's logical to not think I'm going to use it forever. So I've downloaded a couple of apps for my Mac, one called Mailplane and one called Postbox, um, and they've both been quite uh, – they've both been recommended – so I'm going to try them both out because I really don't like Apple Mail on the desktop. I've spoken about this many times. I just don't like it. So yeah. I'm going to try those out. Um, Brett t- tells me I should use the web browser, but I don't like that either. Um, mm. I like native experiences. So I'm going to try those out. Um, I may go back to Mail on, on iOS, although I'm trying out the Gmail app, which is okay. Mm. Um, it's just very slow takes ages to start up and i don't like that yeah email shouldn't be slow no um, not, not not for what it is especially <laughs> I mean, and i know i know like a lot of people are saying that um email market the email client market is a small one um and it's a difficult one to succeed in but i'm hoping that somebody will still create something for ios um, but we'll have to wait and see i don't think we're going to get anything good until apple allows the defaults to change Mm. I think mm. that will that will spark the fire in the person that had a great idea, like you. See, and that's the thing, right? Is that all the all the tools are there, right there to do what I want on the Mac and on iOS? It's just people just have. I mean, it's been the same way for so long, and people are so convinced that that's what people want and that's what they expect, but. They have that they're scared to try anything different. Yeah. I would love to see someone steal this idea, take it, take it, run with it, and just see if the, I mean maybe there is a market. How would you know? Because we haven't seen anything different, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, me personally, I like Apple Mail. I've been using it since literally Mac OS ten point zero. I mean, I, 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 I went all in on Mac OS X pretty much as soon as the first release came out um, and uh, have been all in on Mac OS X since. And I've been using Mail on Mac OS X for 
that long. Um, and, uh, you know, still using it. Does it, is it perfect? Does it do what I want to do? No, because I just described what I want, but what I want doesn't exist and I don't know how to build it. So, uh, so I'm, I'm using it until something better comes along. So that's my call to those out there to, uh, who can make this stuff to give that a shot and feel free to get in touch with me at Patrick at Patrick Uh, and I will gladly share my thoughts and kibitz and things like that. Um, Oh, just, Oh, teaser. This is someone who, who built a, a calendar app based upon, um, uh, my, that discussion pop popping up again and me stating that nothing really had been done and that some developer should take it and run it run with it well one developer did and I just got it today and the whole time he he worked with me on the he sent me screenshots and he's like oh, is this what you're thinking I'm like no I'm thinking more like this and we had some back and forth and he built this thing and it's great and you guys are going to love it when it does come out and that's all I'm saying about it. But there you go. Take these ideas that I threw out there, run with them, and make tons of money with them. Please. Because I'll buy it. I'll be the first one in line. Especially if you involve me in the process. So, um, well, well, I digress. I think we beat this horse. This bird. <laughs> to death. We definitely beat this bird to death. <laughs> All right. All right. Well, we'll chat later, friend. We will. Cheers. Cheers.